Jesus, who is the new Moses, gives us a new commandment today when he says, this I command you, love one another. But that's not all he says. There's more because there's more to love. It's not just a word. It's not simply whatever we want it to be. It has real meaning. So Jesus doesn't just say, love one another. He says, love one another as I have loved you. Jesus is the context, the content of love. As we heard in the second reading, God is love. So we look to God, to Jesus, and not to the world to tell us about love. The world tells us love is love. Maybe you've seen those lawn signs What does that mean? To define a word with the same word is to leave the word undefined, without meaning. But that's precisely the point of the sign. That's the world's understanding of love, which is to say the world has no understanding. So we don't look to the world, we look to Jesus who tells us to love. Not as the world does, but as he does. And what does love look like for Jesus? If you keep my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments. To love, then, is to keep the commandments. That's basic. But Jesus says more than that. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. And how does Jesus love? No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. In this way, real love was revealed to us when God sent his only son to die for us. This is real love, and it's God himself who shows us what it is. God shows us real love by sending Jesus, who laid down his life for us, who shed his blood for us. But before any one of us comes to know what love is from God and from his son, Jesus, there's someone else who shows us what love is. And she shows us in just the same way by giving us her body, by shedding her blood. God reveals love to us in these ways, by sending us his son, but also and more immediately by sending us our mothers. This really is a mother's role. Her role, her part, will always remain primary in terms of intimacy, care, encouragement, and love. No father can replace this relationship. And so more than anyone else on earth, God reveals to us what love is through our own mother. So close is the love of a mother to the love of God that when Jesus speaks of divine love, he references mothers. Today's gospel comes from John, John's gospel, chapter 15. In the very next chapter, in the same conversation with his apostles at the Last Supper, Jesus speaks of his hour. He speaks of his passion, the defining moment of his life, the defining moment of his love for us. It's that moment, the shedding of his blood for us, it's that moment that reveals and defines love. And what image does Christ choose to use that we can understand this kind of love? To what can Christ compare his own love? 
Well, according to Christ, the closest thing to the love of God who sheds his blood for us is the love of a mother. Listen to Jesus in John chapter 16 as he speaks of his passion. When a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. To what can we compare the love of Christ? To what did Christ compare his love? The only thing that comes close according to Christ is the love of a mother. Because a mother, maybe more closely, more conspicuously than anyone else, loves like Jesus. Like Jesus, a mother lays down her life. She literally sheds her blood in childbirth to give life to us, like Jesus who shed his blood to give life to us in the spirit. To give life, whether physical or spiritual, is painful. It requires real love, real sacrifice, real blood. Just ask your mother. Besides Jesus, then, in whom do we see this kind of love more clearly than in a mother? A couple stories this week we remind us just how important mothers are. Sadly, there are some indications that our world has forgotten. The first story from Wednesday was a report from the CDC that the U.S. birth rate has plummeted to its lowest level in 42 years. The U.S. total fertility rate, which estimates how many babies a group of 1,000 women will have during their lifetime, this rate remains far below replacement meaning there wouldn't be enough babies born for a generation to replace itself. Mothers, the study shows, are really important, and they seem to be disappearing. That's not good for anyone. It's not good for our country or our church or our species, because without mothers, without women who will lay down their life, there is no life. The other story came from Congress, where a representative just this past Thursday referred to women as birthing people. The move reflects Democratic efforts to, quote, honor all gender identities. So it seems now that even just the word mother is disappearing. And that's not good either. Because while Congress may be trying to honor all gender identities, they're actually dishonoring women and mothers some of whom don't actually give birth, like adoptive mothers or godmothers. These are mothers, too, whose labor pains may not be physical, but they're real nonetheless. While birthing is a part of motherhood, there's certainly more to it than that. And so to pay homage to the lie of trans theory, our government chooses to desecrate mothers. Well, as a church, we will not do likewise. In the Catholic Church, we will always celebrate women and mothers because they're too important not to. It's our mothers that give us life, not just by birthing us, but by showing us love, real love, which is the love of Jesus, who keeps the commandments and who lays down his life for his friends. No one has greater love than this, except maybe a mother.